Chapter 10 of A Short History of the United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Allison Hester of Athens, Georgia. A Short History of the United States by Edward Channing. Chapter 10 Expulsion of the French. 89. Causes of the French Wars. At the time of the glorious revolution, James II found refuge with Louis XIV, King of France. William and Louis had already been fighting, and it was easy enough to see that if William became King of England, he would be very much more powerful than he was when he was only Prince of Orange. So Louis took up the cause of James and made war on the English and the Dutch. The conflict soon spread across the Atlantic. 90. Strength of the Combatants at first sight, it might seem as if the English colonists were much stronger than the French colonists. They greatly outnumbered the French. They were much more prosperous and well-to-do. But their settlements were scattered over a great extent of seacoast from Kennebec to the Savannah. Their governments were more or less free. But this very freedom weakened them for war. The French colonial government was despotism directed from France. Whatever resources the French had in America were certain to be well used. 91. King William's War, 1689-97. The Iroquois began this war by destroying Montreal. The next winter, the French invaded New York. They captured Schenectady and killed nearly all of its inhabitants. Other bands destroyed New England towns and killed or drove away their inhabitants. The English, on their part, seized Port Royal in Acadia, but they failed in an attempt against Quebec. In 1697, this war came to an end. Acadia was given back to the French, and nothing was gained by all the bloodshed and suffering. 92. Queen Anne's War, 1701-13 to In 1701, the conflict began again. It lasted for 12 years until 1713. It was in this war that the Duke of Marlborough won the Battle of Blenheim and made for himself a great reputation. In America, the French and Indians made long expeditions to New England. The English colonists again attacked Quebec and again failed. In one thing, however, they were successful. They again seized Port Royal. This time, the English kept Port Royal and all of Acadia. Port Royal they called Annapolis, and the name of Acadia was changed to Nova Scotia. 93. King George's War, 1744-48 from 1713 to 1744, there was no war between the English and the French. But in 1744, fighting began again in earnest. The French and Indians attacked the New England frontier towns and killed many people. But the New Englanders, on their part, won a great success. After the French lost Acadia, they built a strong fortress on the island of Cape Breton. To this, they gave the name of Louisburg. The New Englanders fitted out a great expedition and captured Louisburg without much help from the English. But at the close of the war, 1748, the fortress was given back to the French to the disgust of the New Englanders. 94. The French in the Mississippi Valley The Spaniards had discovered the Mississippi and had explored its lower valley, but they had found no gold there and had abandoned the country. It was left for French explorers more than 100 years later to rediscover the Great River and to explore it from its upper waters to the Gulf of Mexico. 
The first Frenchman to sail down the river to its mouth was La Salle. In 1681, with three canoes, he floated down the Mississippi until he reached a place where the great river divided into three large branches. He sent one canoe down each branch. Returning, they all reported they had reached the open sea. 95. Founding of Louisiana. La Salle named this immense region Louisiana in honor of the French king. He soon led an expedition to plant a colony on the banks of the Mississippi. Sailing into the Gulf of Mexico, he missed the mouth of the Mississippi and landed on the coast of Texas. Misfortune after misfortune now fell on the unhappy expedition. La Salle was murdered, the stores were destroyed, the Spaniards and Indians came and killed or captured nearly all the colonists. A few only gained the Mississippi and made their way to Canada. In 1699, another French expedition appeared in the Gulf of Mexico. This time, the mouth of the Mississippi was easily discovered, but the colonists settled on the shores of Mobile Bay. It was not until 1718 that New Orleans was founded. 96. Struggle for the Ohio Valley At the close of King George's War, the French set to work to connect the settlements in Louisiana with those on the St. Lawrence. In 1749, French explorers gained the Allegheny River from Lake Erie and went down the Ohio as far as Miami. The next year, 1750, King George gave a great tract of land on the Ohio River to an association of Virginians who formed the Ohio Company. The struggle for the Ohio Valley had fairly begun. Governor Dinwiddie of Virginia learned that the French were building forts on the Ohio and sent them a letter protesting against their doing so. The bearer of this letter was George Washington, a young Virginia surveyor. 97. George Washington Of an old Virginia family, George Washington grew up with the idea that he must earn his own living. His father was a well-to-do planter, but Augustine Washington was the eldest son and as was the custom then in Virginia, he inherited most of the property. Augustine Washington was very kind to his younger brother and gave him a good practical education as a land surveyor. The younger man was a bold athlete and fond of studying military campaigns. He was full of courage, industrious, honest, and of great common sense. Before he was 20, he had surveyed large tracts of wilderness and had done his work well amidst great difficulties. When Dinwiddie wanted a messenger to take his letter to the French commander on the Ohio, George Washington's employer at once suggested him as the best person to send on the dangerous journey. Fort Ducon Instead of heeding Dinwiddie's warning, the French set to work to build Fort Ducon at the spot where Allegheny and Monongalea joined to form the Ohio, on the site of the present-day city of Pittsburgh. Dinwiddie, therefore, sent Washington with a small force of soldiers to drive them away, but the French were too strong for Washington. They besieged him in Fort Necessity and compelled him to surrender, July 4, 1754. 99. Braddock's Defeat, 1755. The English government now sent General Braddock with a small army of regular soldiers to Virginia. Slowly and painfully, Braddock marched westward. Learning of his approach, the French and Indians left Fort Duquesne to draw him into ambush. But the two forces came together before either party was prepared for battle. For some time, the contest was even. Then the regulars broke and fled. Braddock was fatally wounded. 
With great skill, Washington saved the survivors, but not until four shots had pierced his coat and only 30 of his three companies of Virginians were left alive. 100. The War to 1759 All the earlier French and Indian wars had begun in Europe and had spread to America. This war began in America and soon spread to Europe. At first, affairs were very ill, but in 1757, William Pitt became the British War Minister, and the war began to be waged with vigor and success. The old generals were called home and new men placed in command. In 1758, Amherst and Wolfe captured Lewisburg, and Forbes, greatly aided by Washington, seized Fort Duquesne. Bradstreet captured Fort Frontenac on Lake Ontario. There was only one bad failure, that of Abercrombie at Ticonderoga, but the next year Amherst captured Ticonderoga and Crown Point and opened the way to Canada by Lake Champlain. 101. Capture of Quebec, 1759. Of all the younger generals, James Wolfe was foremost. To him was given the task of capturing Quebec. Seated on a high bluff, Quebec could not be captured from the river. The only way to approach it was to gain the Plains of Abraham in its rear and besiege it on the land side. Again and again, Wolfe sent his men to storm the bluffs below the town. Every time, they failed. Wolfe felt that he must give up the task when he was told that a path led from the river to the top of the bluff above the town. Putting his men into boats, they gained the path in the darkness of night. There was a guard at the top of the bluff, but the officer in command was a coward and ran away. In the morning, the British army was drawn up on the plains of Abraham. The French now attacked the British, and a fierce battle took place. The result was doubtful when Wolfe led a charge at the head of the Lewisburg Grenadiers. He was killed, but the French were beaten. Five days later, Quebec surrendered. Montreal was captured in 1760, and in 1763 the war came to an end. 102. Peace of Paris, 1763. By this great treaty, or set of treaties, the French withdrew from the continent of North America. To Spain, who had lost Florida, the French gave the island of New Orleans and all of Louisiana west of the Mississippi. To Great Britain, the French gave up all the rest of their American possessions except two small islands in the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Spain, on her part, gave up Florida to the British. There were now practically only two powers in America, the British in the eastern part of the continent and the Spaniards west of the Mississippi. The Spaniards also owned the island of New Orleans and controlled both sides of the river for more than a 100 miles from its mouth but the treaty gave the British the free navigation of the Mississippi throughout its length. End of chapter 10